Hey guys, what's going on? It's uh, CJ, the host of the Beastmaster Podcast, and you are listening to the eighth episode of the Beastmaster Podcast. This week's topic, doppelgangers. All right. Uh, hey guys, what's going on? It's me, CJ. Um, so you are listening to the eighth episode of the Beastmaster Podcast, and as you probably heard in the intro... Um, this week's topic is doppelgangers. All right, so what is a doppelganger for maybe those newer to the game or who haven't really had a lot of in-depth experience with the game? Okay, so a doppelganger is a um, humanoid-esque monster that basically what it does is any creature it sees, it can mimic perfectly. Um, Speech patterns, appearance, um, voice, gender, race, sex, all of that stuff. It can mimic it to a T. Um, Now, that's not to say they gain the innate knowledge of this individual or they possess their prowess in, you know, pie-eating contests or their running speed. They don't retain these facets of an individual that they copy. But for all other intents and purposes, they can pretty much become anyone. So this is a pretty interesting idea to hurl at your players, right? Because basically what it does is it creates the threat that at any time, someone they are talking to is not who they think they are. And um, the sheer ability of a doppelganger to adapt its form is um, is really what makes it scary. Because cause think about it. This merchant that they could be doing a business deal with, when they first meet him, he could be the genuine article. But when they meet him for the second time, if he's been abducted by a doppelganger and a doppelganger tells them that he's changed his mind and wants them to take a different route to the um, meeting point for the goods. What if, what if that happens? Well, you could, as a DM, maybe make the doppelganger also secretly the head of like a tribe of goblins. And he became the merchant to send the PCs who are guarding a cargo he wants to his goblin tribe. So doppelgangers possess this ability to really drive your um, party up a wall with paranoia, too, especially if you're not using a singular doppelganger, if you treat them as a little more common, um, or you just let your players figure out that, you know, one of them is a doppelganger just once. You just have to do it once with your playgroup. And they will for sure be paranoid about that as long as they are playing with you as their dungeon master. Alright, so how, how tough is a doppelganger? Well, a doppelganger, they're about a CR3 um, in the, of course, reading from the Pathfinder um, reading from the Pathfinder uh, bestiary for original Pathfinder. Um, these there are these weird, tall, lanky 
white um, kind of aberration looking things when they're not um, disguised as somebody. Um, but when they do transform, as I said, it's almost impossible to distinguish them. Now, this isn't to say all of these implementations for doppelgangers are to cast them in a villainous light, because they're not. They're, if you're still kind of hanging on to the alignment system as a thing you use in your games, I mean, I personally don't anymore. It's such a broken system. It just doesn't work. Um, if you're still using the alignment system, they're true neutral. So they're really the epit they're one of the epitomes of out for number one. So you can either make this desire that they have to infiltrate and manipulate um, work, you know, completely parallel to the party. Um, you can make it work completely um, in line with the party's goals. Sometimes you could have a doppelganger as a character that is helping the party in some way, um, whether they know it or not. Um, or you could cast them as a main villain. And they do make for this very interesting take on a villain because they're everywhere. They can be anybody. Um, now, there's not very many variants on the doppelganger, but there is one. And that's a, just a stronger version of the doppelganger that their um, magical ability in to disguise themselves in Pathfinder, most doppelgangers, it disguises them as per the spell Alter Self. Now, Alter Self is a simple disguise spell. It doesn't do anything else other than make you look sound. You just basically, you look sound, smell, whatever, like what you are trying to look like. But some doppelgangers um, possess the ability to copy their quarry so well that it functions as a polymorph instead. Now, polymorph is a way more powerful spell. Polymorph basically turns you into whatever you're trying to be. So if they want to be a dragon, if they see a dragon and they're like, hey, I want to be that dragon, they don't just look like a dragon. They actually are that size category, that, uh, that age class. They have that many hit dice and all that stuff. So these kinds of, of um, doppelgangers are way scarier. And these, in my opinion, make for a really interesting idea for like a final boss. Because think about it. If you want to have a campaign kind of built around the idea of, you know, people could be who they say they are or they could not be and doppelgangers are a real threat in this setting this idea of like a super doppelganger who because in reality doppelgangers are pretty squishy they're not super strong they are more you know reliant on um on their stealth and deception and charisma and the fact that they look identical to the people they're copying. So when you focus on that really sneaky aspect, you kind of belie um, these other, this other form. I'm going to have to come up with a name for these kinds of doppelgangers. 
um, these ones that can actually polymorph into their, um, into the people that are impersonating, they can be a lot stronger. Because um, I'm just going to use a popular character from D&D fiction, Drizzt Doerden. Let's say, you know, Drizzt Doerden is a character in your game. And you really want to have your players fight Drizzt Doerden, but you can't really think of an excuse. So what you do is you have Drizzt as a kind of tertiary character, maybe someone they meet in passing, or maybe even a mentor to one of the characters, assuming you're not running Adventures League or anything like that, because then that's out the window. Um, but if you're just kind of doing your own thing, and you want to have them fight Drizzt Doran really bad, you have them be like a tertiary character, and they, you know, meet him a couple times, they interact with him a couple times, and um, with other characters, maybe not like, you know, canonical you know, R.A. Salvatore characters, if this is the setting we're going with, um, you have them meet your own homebrew characters, and they meet them a couple times, and then one of them turns out to be, like, a doppelganger. And then maybe they come to, like, a city, and they figure out, like, all of a sudden the king turned into a real asshole, and, like, all this stuff, and it turns out the king's a doppelganger. Now it's in their head that, oh, right, doppelgangers might be doing something nefarious, and then you just have them, uh, they track, they track, they track, they track this guy who they think is a doppelganger and he's aiming to like take out, um, the, the dwarven, uh, prince of like a nearby dwarven hold and you're like, and this will create, and he's going to do it in the disguise of an elf. And this is going to cause a war to happen between the elves and the dwarves. And, you know, like the new um, human kingdom, the kingdom of man that has kind of risen to prominence in between these two is kind of become a no man's land. If these dwarves and elves who are both very powerful in their own right, just have it out um, in an all out war. So you can't let that happen. But when you catch up to the guy, it turns out it's Drizzt Dorden that's behind it. Except, obviously, it's not. It's one of these super powerful um, polymorph doppelgangers. So then you get to have a really cool, you know... Um, and the other thing about these polymorph doppelgangers is they gain ability. They Not only do they gain all the physical... Uh, and magical and stuff abilities to like fight super well digging memories and like experiences so if they're trying to prove he's a doppelganger any other way than by killing him it does not work because he the this boss remembers every interaction that the characters have had with Drizzt so they can't like prove that he's a bad guy in like a public light, especially if the real Drizzt has been like captured or something by this cabal of doppelgangers. So it's this really interesting um, kind of idea to use doppelgangers in like a combat light, which I think is really cool and a facet of them that you don't see a lot. So yeah, um, and doppelgangers. Uh, when they when they gain the polymorph ability, as I said, they just take on tons tons more 
dimensions. Like, they can become a fish and spy on people in, like, a koi pond in, like, an imperial palace. Or they can throw hands as a dragon. Like, it's crazy. So, they can really do a lot of stuff that, um, not only just normal doppelgangers can't do, but a lot of, a lot of things can't do. Um, like, if you have ever wanted to have your party fight a gold dragon and then, like, a pit fiend in a row, and they're both, like, bad guys... Um, and it's not just some, you know, silly old dungeon crawl you threw together. You want to have, like, heavy plot significance. Then, a really good way to do that is to, I think I'm going to call him an elder doppelganger. You have him one of the, fight one of these elder doppelgangers. And they'll, um, they can do that. Because you can put some, like, caveat on it. They're almost like a JRPG boss. Like, they can have forms. It's really cool what you can do with a lot of these more... Um, with these more powerful doppelgangers and to a lesser extent a normal doppelganger although they are kind of relegated to more of a non-combat kind of intrigue kind of role so yeah that's uh that's going to do it for today's episode um i'm really interested to uh see what you guys kind of think about doppelgangers how do you use doppelgangers in a game have you ever um to what success, to what end, kind of how did you guys use doppelgangers um, if you have it all recently. So um, let me know. Feel free to call into the podcast. Um, I'm still taking a hiatus from Twitter. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, th- uh, I just, it's been rough. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of finishing out the last bit of uh, college for this quarter and Twitter is just a really toxic environment right now and I don't need that so but I love you guys you guys um, are what kind of keep me coming back to this podcast and really wanting to do this so thank you very much um, and I will see you guys tomorrow for our first new format Weapons Wednesday it's going to be awesome get hyped see you then bye